Welcome to the Dairy Free Daisy podcast. My name's Daisy and this is my producer, Connor. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about my dairy-free journey, why people are dairy-free, and I'll also be sharing some of my favourite dairy-free staples. So I guess the first question is, why are you dairy-free? So I'm dairy-free because I have an allergy to dairy, uh, which affects my eczema very severely. Um, I've been dairy-free... It's been a process, really. I first started experimenting with going dairy-free when I was at university. I've had, I should give some context to that, that was around 2008, 2009, maybe. Um, I have had eczema my whole life, but it it fluctuated as it does over the years. And when I went to uni, it got really, really bad. So it went from being just in the creases of my arms and legs and above my eyelids and lip to being all over my arms and hands and it was very sore very painful and quite hard to deal with really so I started to look into why that might be I didn't get much help from the doctors at the time apart from using steroids and things like that and I found that dairy could be a trigger for eczema so I slowly like it was a very slow process. I, I stopped having milk, which did make a big difference, especially to uh, my eyelids. They stopped getting really sore and dry and I guess eczema-like. And then um, over the years, I then started to cut out cheddar cheese and it, it just went from there. And the more, well, the less dairy I ate, the the less eczema I had, Um but I should mention that something else, if just because not eating dairy for me helps my eczema, it doesn't mean that will be the case for everyone. Uh, many factors affect eczema, like stress, house dust mites, pollen, animals, like pets. And I had an allergy test recently and all those things are main triggers for me, um, especially house dust mites, which now I look back at my university years, I was living in student accommodation. The houses were super dusty, super old mattresses, and that probably wasn't helping my skin at the time. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know that back then. So yeah, I've been dairy free for a very long time, around 2008, nine, but I've had bits of, obviously I've had dairy on and off since then, but now I try not to. So you went dairy-free for your skin condition. That's right. Other people are going dairy-free for a variety of reasons, right? Yes, yeah. So, well, not only eczema, but people with acne might also choose to cut out dairy. So there are lots of skin care issues that people have um, where they'll cut out dairy. But also people might cut it out for ethical reasons. So if someone chooses to switch to a vegan lifestyle, they'll obviously be cutting out all animal products and that includes dairy. Um, and then people with severe allergies and intolerances, which I also fall into that category with the eczema, although mine isn't severe. It's more an intolerance than an allergy. But yes, people can have severe allergies to dairy and if someone has a baby that they're breastfeeding and the baby has an allergy or intolerance then it's likely that the parent will stop having dairy obviously so that in turn the baby isn't taking in dairy through that the breast sort of milk. thing can happen even if the mother's got no intolerance a yeah, baby that's can right. just develop one yes that's correct 
So for ethical reasons, for... Um, allergies. Allergies, for... Babies and for skincare. And I'm sure there's other reasons that people might cut them out, um, cut them out, cut dairy out in general. But those are kind of like the main ones that I know of. Mm-hmm. And you haven't fully cut dairy out. You've definitely cut most of it out, but you still have little bits here and there. So... I'm probably, I'm 99% dairy free. I might have a little bit of butter each day, but that's only of recent months because I went to an allergist last year, which is something that I wish I'd done years ago because it's made a huge difference to my dairy free and eczema journey, basically. And he advised me to have a tiny bit of dairy each day and find out where my threshold is. So before it triggers my eczema to kick off, um, because he said that if you cut out a whole food group and you do that for a few years and then you introduce it or you have it by accident, it's highly likely that you could become severely allergic. So even if it just triggered your eczema before, you cut it out for all those years, it could then come back and be... Your intolerance could become worse yes, if you've, basically if you've cut it out say, completely. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's why I've started incorporating a little bit each day. Um... At the start, there were some days where I decided I'd have a pizza with cheese. This was a good few months ago now. And obviously, within a day or two, my eczema had flared up. And I had to... It, it takes a few weeks to, for it to get back to where it was. Um, so I'm quite careful with it now. So I might have a little bit of butter. I don't really have milk because I now don't like the taste of milk, weirdly. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'll have a little bit of butter, maybe a piece of regular chocolate but i'm quite careful with it because my skin's been quite bad recently so but i I guess i guess nowadays in 2022 oh that's right (laughs) it's a lot easier to go dairy free or find dairy free alternative products to when back when you were in uni right because definitely yeah we went to the shop earlier and the just the milk section alone the dairy free milks and the varieties there's Tons huge yeah and that's that's really grown in the last few years i think um and there's quite a bit of demand so because people so many people are taking up a vegan lifestyle um or even just going flexitarian um it means that more brands are starting to launch dairy-free or vegan alternatives and which these is are great popular brands that yeah people know and will have used their dairy the dairy version of of whatever it is yeah exactly so Lint Chocolate have launched two new vegan chocolate bars um, and Cadbury have launched a chocolate bar. Uh, there's so many options coming to the market. The only thing sometimes that you have to be aware of, aware of is that if you've got a severe allergy, some of these products do have may contain warnings on the back. And the reason for that is because, for example, if it's a chocolate bar, it may still be made on the same line that all the other uh chocolate with dairy in is made on so they can't guarantee that there aren't traces of milk in that product um and while that might be fine for some people like it, it that doesn't seem to affect me um and maybe someone might make an eth- an ethical decision that that's fine for them if they've chosen to go vegan they might not mind that but if someone has a severe allergy then it, it's likely they won't be able to have that so it's so important to always check and double check product descriptions so if I was thinking of becoming dairy-free for, for myself, the, I think the things that I would miss most are milk, chocolate, 
cheese, maybe yogurts or cream. Yeah. And butter, you know. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe ice cream. Maybe ice cream. Are you an ice cream fan? I've tried to cut down, but yeah, v- vanilla. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's really good. It's I don't really want to be the vanilla guy. Okay. <laughs> okay, vanilla. <laughs> to be true to yourself. Yeah. So let's talk about milks first. We okay. Briefly said there's a lot of different ones. What options are there for dairy-free milks? Yeah, so I th- I think you're right that when someone either has to or chooses to switch to a dairy-free diet, it is it can be quite daunting, but luckily in 2022 there are a lot of options. It's just about trying those options and finding the right ones for you. So milk, there's a huge variety of milk from soya milk, pea milk, coconut milk, almond, oat. There are lots of options and there are also lots of blends of milk now like rice, quinoa and oat all blended into one milk, which gives a unique flavour. Me personally, I so one of the biggest things for me and it took a while to find the milk that I liked was for a cup of tea I love a cup of tea and I found that the brand Plenish their almond milk is my favorite in tea um I also I don't mind Alpro almond milk in there or Tesco own almond milk but the goat <laughs> for me would be the Plenish almond milk whereas my husband is not a fan he can't drink it like that. He likes to have oat. My sister likes oat. And if I try oat in a cup of tea, it doesn't work for me because I find that a bit too sweet. Um, not like, I don't mean an artificial sweetness. I just mean it's naturally a sweeter milk. Um, so yeah, so it really is subjective as to what you like. That's interesting that, that you'd search for for a um, dairy-free milk in the same way you might search or try full-fat skimmed or semi-skimmed milk. Yeah, and there's there, you can get uh, oh, so with oat. Whole, <laughs> I was trying to say whole milk. Then you can get whole milk, semi milk, and I think oatly do a skinny milk. So there's three different options. So from dairy free versions. Dairy free of... versions. Okay. So it's dairy free oat milk, but they do a whole, a semi, and I think they do a skinny. So it's three options, and that's from both oatly and. Alpro have just launched one um, and it's sort of branded up as you kind of you see the whole the word whole and the word semi first when you look at the bottle so it's kind of like reminiscent of a traditional milk what I'm getting branding. is there's tons of options there are so many options and you're it's not, continuing to grow to one sort of dairy free um, item and that's it there's exactly. a lot of brands doing a lot of different variations yeah and that includes like the coffees to go you know you can get like iced coffees to go there's now like starbucks do they definitely do um an oat based one they might do an almond based one alpro do one um i think jimmy's iced coffee do one and they're quite a popular coffee to go brand uh iced coffee obviously and califia i think the brand is that's an american brand that's just launched here and they do a really good um is it cold brew with almond or chocolate? I can't, anyway, they're all nice. I really like the Califia brand and I wish that they would bring over their um, milk. That, so they do like some pumpkin ones okay. in the States and 
they're dairy free obviously so yeah they do some some more fun ones over there but they've just launched here and that's that's it's nice just to keep getting more and more variety just sounds like there's as many options of dairy free milk as there is of regular there's probably more options because yeah when you're buying regular milk you've got milk you've got yeah. Jersey cow milk, maybe, uh, and like local farms. I don't know. I'm not obviously up to scratch on my well, dairy milk. Let's let's move along then to chocolate. So, what do you have in in the way of chocolate? What options are there? So again, it it's pretty <laughs> subjective to what you like, but the market for chocolate, as I said. There is a big demand there now because of vegans as well. And um, the market is growing. So Cadbury's have just launched one. Um, Lint have just launched one. Those are two new ones I can think of. Um, my personal favourite. So I love the Topic, the dairy, vegan dairy-free Topic bar. And it, so that's a big, quite a big, I say quite a big chocolate, fairly big chocolate bar for dairy-free standards. There's a brand called Vigo that do basically it tastes like Nutella in a chocolate bar, and we all love Nutella. Um, and there's another brand called Love Raw, I think, and they do a chocolate wafer-style bar that basically, to me, tastes like a bueno. But which is great. there's all different sorts, then. Yeah, and they're all made from different they've all got different bases. So it might be an oat milk base. It might be almond based. It could be rice milk based. Um, and yeah, they're all doing something different and bringing something new to the table, which is great. There was also um, one of my favorite chocolates was magic stars, which I know you love. And they bought out two bars that were magic star bars. And I haven't tried the other one. So I've, the first one is just a plain magic stars bar thought it would taste like magic stars because i think that's quite a distinctive flavor i think so yeah but no it didn't it was very meh there's yeah. no other description and it was about 2.99 which is expensive for quite a thin chocolate bar well let's let's touch on that i was going to do that at the end but let's touch on that now price i think the first reservation people have with being dairy free is choice and what are the dairy-free options? But then the second thing is price, and if those options are going to be very expensive. So, yeah, they they are, in general, going to be more expensive, a lot of them, because, what well, I say the demand isn't there. The demand is there now, but obviously the demand isn't as great the as quantity they're selling dairy as, milk. They're yeah. not selling as many as regular chocolate or regular milk. Exactly. But with brands like Cadbury you'd think that they could bring something a bit more affordable to the table. Mm -hmm. But their chocolate bar, I think, was £2.50, the new one they've launched. And this is a bit controversial. They've their um their Bourneville chocolate and their fries, oh like mint creams, I can't remember what they're called. They're a traditional chocolate bar that like everyone's grandma used to have. And they've got like a mint fondant minty on the inside. They've always been dairy free. And now it looks like they have skimmed milk in. And there's some debate around whether they've it has been added in or apparently people are saying that Cadbury have said, oh, it's because, you know, the amount that's on the line from previous production is too high to say that. But then obviously it's also coincided with their vegan launches, which are more expensive. So, yeah, so that's a bit disappointing. So... 
if you're someone who likes those chocolates, you need to get to like B&M and Home Bargains and try and get some of the old stock because those places always have the old stock. But yeah, in general, they are more expensive. Um, With milk. So we, we went to the supermarket earlier to have... yeah. To have a little look around and see what was on offer. With the milks, you showed me something interesting with the prices. Some of them were what I would call expensive in a sort of £2.50 range. Mm. But almost half of them were reduced to a reasonable price, I think a pound. About a pound, yeah. Yeah, they were less than half price. Mm. Yeah, yeah. so a lot, they, they're always on offer. Something is always on offer when you go. It might not be your number one favourite brand, but there'll be another oat, almond, soya-based milk that you can try or get. Um, also, I've found that, so my favourite one, the almond plenish milk that I use in tea. So that's, as a standard, that's £2.50, but I never pay that for it unless it's like desperate times. Um, so recently at Tesco, that was one pound fifty, but now that offer's gone from there. But I think it's on at Sainsbury's now. And then on other websites, you can get like, if you've got an Ocado card, I think you get 20% off sort of your favourite product. So I always know that that's roughly around that price there. Um, and yeah, so they, it will change from supermarket to supermarket, which is on offer, but you can always get something for about a pound and of course like in Aldi and Lidl they also have um the much cheaper as well sometimes about 50 odd p but I've generally found them to be around the 95p mark so with a bit of legwork and a bit of looking around and just keeping your ear to the ground you shouldn't be paying too much extra for for the milks maybe a little bit extra for the chocolates I think definitely more for the chocolate I mean you can get huge bars of Cadbury's for one pound Whereas you just won't get that quantity and size with a dairy-free chocolate bar or vegan chocolate bar, however you want to call it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's not there yet. But there are there are more affordable ones, like there's the Moo-free chocolate, which you can get little bars for 40p. But they are like a smaller bar, the thinner, still nice. Um, but yeah, still in general, more expensive, a dairy-free Easter egg. It's like six pounds, whereas you can get an aero egg for one pound ninety nine, yeah. maybe one pound even. Um, but again, it's it's down to the demand, and I think we'll, we will see that changing in the coming years because just so there is so much more demand for vegan products. Yeah. So, briefly touched on price there. Yeah. Let's get back to to our list of dairy free staples. I think the next one would be a butter or margarine sort of spread. So I think a butter, uh, yeah, but it's easy to replace your butter, really easy, especially now. So the last few years they were like, you know, like margarine types, but they didn't have that butter taste, especially like a nice salty butter. But now I found my favourite, which is naturally, and uh, that's made up of various different, <laughs> I can't remember what it's got in it. I think it's got shea butter in it, coconut. I don't know what else. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it doesn't taste of coconut. It tastes of a salty butter and that's like perfect on a crumpet. It's so good. Um, so yeah, I always buy that when I go to Sainsbury's. That's where I've seen it. I think it might be in Waitrose. Don't quote me on that though. That's a good sort of product though that you can't tell it's dairy-free. So if you were looking to try a dairy-free product or sort of move into that, something like that butter would be yeah, a good starting point. Yeah, exactly. 
and it's good to check all of that the margarines as well because while some can be dairy free some do have like dairy in so it's really important to check um but there are so many options now again like flora which i think is quite a classic brand they do like some blocks of butter which are great for baking and making cookies and that sort of thing they do salted and unsalted as well um and i think violife have launched one recently and yeah there's just there's a lot of choice from there but the best i think the best is naturally you should try it <laughs> cool so then i think the final the final uh staple i don't know if you can call this a staple ice cream I think ice cream's a staple, really. Yeah, it, it, I think it's a Everyone staple in the house, isn't it? Everyone's got freezer. a tub of ice cream in the house. Yeah. What are the options with ice cream? So again, I think the options are pretty good. So you've got, again, I think one of the best is Ben & Jerry's. They launched their dairy-free options a few years ago. And obviously in the States they have more options, but here we have maybe four or five now. And they've launched their Netflix and Chilled, which is great. That's got like... Uh, a sort of salty pretzel swirl through it and it's really good their chocolate brownie one is great and i just don't think you wouldn't know um that they weren't that they didn't have dairy in then there's like um there's bougie bougie which is a great brand and they're a norfolk based company actually that's i should have mentioned them for chocolates because they make truffles and again you wouldn't know <laughs> apart from the price point you wouldn't know that they weren't just a luxury box of truffles they're really good um so that ice cream is great uh, magnum have launched quite a few years ago now actually they do um dairy-free ice creams and i saw today that they're now doing mini versions of them in a box which is great um wicked kitchen which is a brand that's exclusive to tesco they are a vegan brand that offer a huge range of products and they do a mint ice cream which i think it tastes like viennetta it reminds me of Vianetta. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, so there's loads of them. And then the pricing is a a problem with that as well. So Wicked Kitchen is a good price. That's £2 per tub, and it's like a Ben & Jerry's-style tub. Ben & Jerry's is probably around the 4 or £5 mark, maybe even five ninety nine sometimes. But, again, it goes on offer. So What's they, Ben & Jerry's regular? regular I think it can be about £4, but it goes on offer, mm. even down to £2, £3. Um, but it's the same with the day free. It will go on offer. Um, you just have to keep an eye out for it and stock up when it's on offer. Um, the I'm trying to think what else. I think Morrison's do a really good range that's like, I'm sure it's 95p or £1 something for like a chocolate ice cream. And it's really good. It's great. It's really good, especially for the price. Um, Co-op have launched a, a new like an in-house brand called Grow, G-R-O, um, and they do, their oat milk is great, but their ice cream we tried the other day, so they do a chocolate brownie ice cream. It's really nice, £3, which is a bit more affordable as a standard price than like the Ben & Jerry's. Um, it's not as good as Ben & Jerry's, but also it's still good. It's still a good option. It's nice to have that option, um, especially a small local shop like that. Um and yeah, I think there's plenty of options with ice cream. Um, there's also things like yogurt and cream. Okay, yeah. Um, cream, there's a great alternative for squirty cream. I don't think I even used that before I went dairy-free. And then obviously you have to go dairy-free and suddenly you want to eat mac and cheese, you want to have squirty cream on everything. Um, yeah, you just want everything. 
So there's a good alternative for that, which is great. And it's good for little ones so that they don't miss out when everyone's having like hot chocolate in the run up to Christmas. They can have that as well. Um, there are Oatly do a great whipping cream um, and with yogurt. Again, I think there's lots of great options. Is it Actimel? Although I think it's Actimel have done those, you know, the little the yogurt drinks for the morning. Um there's there's dairy free ones of those now. There's Oatly do a great Greek yogurt, and so do Tesco, and it's got that sort of Greek yogurt flavour. And then of course there's lots of um, flavoured yogurts and good old Alpro, who have been sort of a long standing brand in the dairy free industry. They they have great options as well. I think that's lots of the, that's a lot of the staples covered. I think that's all of them. Yeah. That's, but so I that's, think you'll be all right. You're sorted. Yeah, that's but that's tons of products. That's a lot of options. So I guess that takes us nicely into where can people find out more information on all this? So the I've got a blog, dairyfreedaisy.com. And one of my favorite places to post content at the moment is TikTok. Because if I pop into the supermarket and I see that the Linda McCartney oat milk, which is great, by the way, uh, if I see that's on offer... Uh, normally £2, currently £1. I'll just pop it onto my TikTok with a quick video. If I get the time, I'll network that out to Facebook and Instagram, but TikTok's the first place for me. But yeah, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, everywhere. Everything, all the products, everything mentioned in this podcast will be on the accompanying blog post. Yes, yes. We'll do a blog post about that with lots of products. Do you want to sign us off? Okay, yeah. So that was the first episode of Dairy Free Daisy and look forward to chatting with you in the next one. Bye.